This woman here claims to be a prophet. And this conservative pastor appears to agree with her. But wait for the plot twist of the century. Thank you tonight. I appreciate you very, very much. God bless you. You wanted to say something? To the Calvary Chapel. Hey, you guys know me as, as the few that are here from Calvary Chapel as Pastor Scott. It's good to see a few of you over here and then a few of you in the back and over on the side. I just wanted to say that, yes, I did talk with her last night and I didn't know much about her ministry. She was kind enough to give me as many materials as she could on the spot and her men were perfect gentlemen to me inside. And for the rest of these seven days that she's here, any of you that come and any of our friends that come, we need to be deeply respectful. We need to show an intense love to them. But above all of those things, we need to spend all of our time at the deepest place of prayer, praying that God indeed would protect all those who hear this false message that comes from her lips. Here's another evangelical pastor, but this time he's the one who's being interrupted during the church service. Osteen is perhaps the most famous megachurch pastor in all of the world. But here's what happened when a man randomly stood up in the middle of his congregation. This is a King James Version Bible. It says to put a difference between the holy and the profane. This Bible says no man ever walked out of a confessional with his sins forgiven. This Bible says that God loves you, you must turn your back on what is profane. Querido Dios, this church is profane. You must turn, repent, believe the Bible, obey the Bible, or you will not make heaven. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. This Bible says repent. It says, Lord, Lord, why do you say you love me? the most famous interruption in all of church history did not happen in a massive big mega church but in a small fellowship with a group of believers breaking bread and taking part in the Lord's Supper. The Apostle Paul had one last night with this particular church before he made a long journey to another part of the world. So as you can imagine Paul wanted to cram the believers minds with as much biblical insight as possible and so his sermon went on a little bit longer than usual. We've all been there before we've all sat through a long sermon thinking when is this going to end? Well this sermon finished at midnight which is pretty late by any preacher's standard and picture it in your mind's eye the room is full of people there's lots of candles that are burning a warm light and then there's a young man called Eutychus who sat on a windowsill and as the sermon goes on and on and as the night gets later and later and as the room gets warmer and warmer Eutychus's eyes get heavier and heavier until he falls asleep and falls to his death from a three-story building 
Everyone is in shock. What's going to happen to this young man? He's gone. What's the Apostle Paul going to do? The Bible says what Paul did is he fell on this young man and embraced him. And suddenly, something much more powerful than any medication, the power of Christ was infused back into that young man's body and he was alive. And that young man, Eutychus, went upstairs with the Apostle Paul and continued to break bread. But I'll tell you one thing, he did not fall asleep again. He did not make that mistake twice. But here is the craziest thing of all. The word Eutychus means fortunate one. And I want to tell you something right now. You are incredibly fortunate. Why am I fortunate? You are fortunate because you are sat on the window of eternity and outside things are getting dark. Outside midnight is drawing in. You turn on the news and you see that evil is spreading everywhere. You turn on the news and you see the powers of darkness have come everywhere all over the face of this earth and they are waiting for you. They are waiting for you to close your eyes and for you to fall into a deep sleep. But this time, there will not be an Apostle Paul to wake you up. If you fall into this darkness, you will never wake up again. And so I have two words for every single person who can hear my voice today. And it's these two words, stay awake. Just this week, I've been shocked to hear about celebrities, influencers who are 25, 28, 19 years old and they've been struck down in the prime of their life, gone forever. They're in front of the Lord Jesus right now and everything they've done in their life will be judged. Every lie they've told, every blasphemy, every time they've looked at things they shouldn't have, all is revealed and they stand there exposed before the almighty creator God. And what hope do they have? Did they put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? We've all got a friend who died far too young. And I'm telling you right now today, you need to be prepared. Jesus told a story of 10 unmarried women waiting for the bridegroom's return, for they were invited to enter into a wedding banquet. Five of the women were wise and five of the women were foolish. The wise women always made sure they had extra oil to ensure that their lamp was burning. But the foolish women were complacent and decided, it'll be okay, we'll get some oil when it's really needed. Eventually, because the bridegroom was gone for so long and he tarried, all of the women fell asleep. And then there was a cry that was heard. He's coming! He's coming! The bridegroom's on his way! And all of the women rushed up trying to light their lamps. The wise women, of course, had oil and they lit their lamps instantly. But the foolish women pleaded and begged the other women, Oh, could we just borrow some of yours so we can light our lamps? But the wise women said, We can't, lest there not be enough for us. How will we be able to light our lamps if we give you our oil too? So the foolish women ran off to the market to try and buy some more oil. And while they were gone, the bridegroom arrived. The wedding banquet was open and those five wise women entered and then the doors were shut. When the foolish women made their way back, they saw that the doors were shut and they knocked and they cried, please let us in, let us enter into the banquet. But the bridegroom said to them, no, I do not know you. Jesus Christ warned, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. Oh my dear friend, today, while you can, get oil for your lamp and keep your lamp 
burning. Because I can promise you one thing, death is coming. And one thing I'm even more sure of than death is coming, and that's Jesus will return. And some of you are not ready for either. Some of you, you're standing here and you're admitting to me right now that yes, I'm like Eutychus. I've fallen fast asleep. I've drifted from the spiritual teachings that my parents put into my life when I was a young man or a young woman. I've drifted from reading the Bible. I've drifted from church. I've drifted from the gospel. I've found myself stuck in a deep pit of sin and I've wallowed in the mire of sin for so long right now that I don't even know how I'd get out of it. If that's you and you realise that your heart is stone cold, know this. God is waiting to burn it again, set it on fire again, put the light in it again. But you have a job to do. You need to get the oil for your lamp. Let me ask you a question. When you first heard that story, how many of you expected the Apostle Paul to get angry at Eutychus for falling asleep? How many of you thought that, that he'd just go off on one and say, it's your own fault, you should not have fallen asleep. You should not have been so apathetic when the word of God, the precious words of the Bible were being preached and yet you fell asleep. But what does Paul do? He doesn't get angry, he embraces the young man. Can I use this word? He hugs the young man and just wants to make sure that he's okay. There's no condemnation whatsoever. And my dear friend, that's exactly how God treats you and I. At times we're lazy in our connection with him. At times we neglect our relationship with him. At times we forget him. But if we come back through the cross, there is a promise there that God will always embrace us. He'll always bring us back because he loves us. Just like any father who's watching this video right now, doesn't matter how much your children rebelled against you, doesn't matter how much they spat in your face, if they came back humbly, every single one of you would wrap your arms around them and say, I love you, I can't let go of you. My dear friend, look at the cross today. See the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, holding out his arms wide for all of humanity, saying, I'm bleeding here, I'm dying here for your habit sin, for your lies, for your drifting, for all of the wrong things you've done. I'm dying here because I love you. Come to the place of mercy where the blood was shed and that blood can wash you white as snow. Come to the one who embraces all sinners and breathes his life into their lungs. Dead men and dead women who have no desire for God can have the life breathed back into them. Eternal life and a spiritual appetite for the things of God. Come to Jesus Christ, but you have to be willing. You have to be willing to put oil in your lamp, to humble yourself and to come. And that is my question for you today. Are you willing or will you be like those foolish women who fell fast asleep and ignored the fact that the bridegroom was coming? And if you are a believer and you have found yourself drifting away, the same message is for you. Stay awake, for you do not know when the bridegroom will return. Let me let you into a secret. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I get attacks from the evil one, negative thoughts. And one of those thoughts entered my mind just a moment ago. I can imagine people saying now, Joe, you're being too soft. You're being too loving. Do you ever preach the severity of God? Well, if you truly believe that, that you never hear me preach anything about the judgment of God, you need to watch this video right now because I think it'll wake some of you up. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please do consider subscribing. I really would value the opportunity to be able to speak to you again about the things of God.